With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No idea if we're on. Are we on? Do you reckon that means we're on, Ty? Do you reckon that means we're on, Neil? I haven't got a clue what's going on. Four smiles to my face, though. Uh, 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 welcome to the post-match point. Absolutely seething. I hate to lose to Manchester United at home. Doesn't matter what we do. And it's happened again today. I don't know why I'm so annoyed because I should have expected it. This is the Purity Post-Match Point on the Villa View. I'm joined by Ty Bracey and Neil Dunworth and Ty you know, when you've been laughing at me for the last five minutes, I'm absolutely <laughs> seething because we do so well in the first half. And then we just we just capitulate just some stupid decisions and where we end up throwing the game and and then the red card at the end as well. It's just a, just a disastrous afternoon in the end and it didn't have to be that way. Yeah, defo, mate. Um, you know, we welcomed a, a bit too much pressure early on in the first half, but then, you know, for the, the last half an hour, I think we were great for the first half. Uh, the last 30 minutes of the first half, I think we were... You know, we were looking promising. And then, uh, you know, as soon as... I mean, Dougie's, Dougie's giving him way too much contact in the box anyway. And then he's he's going Stupid. away from the goal. And then he's just... Yeah, I mean, it's clever from Pogba. He's put his leg in the right place and Dougie's, he's, Dougie's took him out. And that's it. It's uh, it's curtains. And then you can just see heads have dropped from them, mate. And, you know, that that was, the you know, just a, a day in the life of a Villa fan uh, for me. In, you know, if the, if there's one way to sum it up, you know, it's just one of those frustrating games where, again, we could have got something, but a, a, a turn of events just changes it all. Yeah, Neil, I mean, you were saying before we came on that you've got a load of mates that are Man U fans in Ireland. I mean, you call them mates, you, should, you shouldn't be friends with them. There's no reason for them to support Manchester United at all. I mean, I'm not even going to bother doing a preview or a post-match show next season against Manchester United at home because it, it is just pointless. Because We're just cursed. We are never, ever going to, while I'm alive, we will never beat Manchester United at Villa Park. It's just not going to happen. No, it, I'm... I don't know what to think about that game today. Like, realistically speaking, if you had a bingo card of what could have happened to, Ma- to yeah, exactly. Aston Villa against exactly. Manchester United, you would have had bingo by 60 minutes today. Actually, you probably wouldn't have. By the end of the game, red card, 
for something silly, stupid penalty, Villa taking the lead, playing really, really well, tails up, conceding two goals in four minutes. You know, they're all the bingo card stuff that you just tick off and then you, you know, that's when Villa do it, when Villa, when something goes wrong against United, it goes massively wrong. And it's like, that's just what happened. That penalty, the, yes, maybe Martinez should have saved the, saved the second goal. Mings shouldn't get turned for it. All these little things, these these mental mishaps, you know, that, that that seem to have happened. Look, we've caught they've cost us the game today. And then, you know, at the end, I'm even looking at it here, and I'm I'm probably running point stand, but looking at the end well, here, okay. there's contact between Dean Henderson and, and there's a still shot here. And look, that's the that's the synopsis of the game in sixty mad, infuriating sixty seconds there, but. Uh, no, I, I don't know what to make of this. We're 25 years trying to beat them in Villa Park, and it's now going to go into the 26th year, and there we go. Yeah, there we go. It's it just doesn't make sense, does it? There's, there's contact, there's contact there. He's, looking for, he's, he's looking for it. He's looking for it. He's perhaps gone down a little bit early, but I tell you what, players do that every week in every game, and there is never a yellow card for well, it. Paul Pogba yeah, was just looking mad. for contact in the penalty area, and he got it. You know, I've got to say, I thought Louise was absolutely brainless for the penalty. There, there's no excuse for that. It's 100% the penalty. I thought it was sheer stupidity. And to be honest, you said the players would have been deflated after that. If I was one of his teammates, I'd have just been thinking, what on earth has he done that for? And you would be deflated. Second goal as well. It's too easy. Mings has, Mings has made it too easy for Greenwood. I'd have to see it back again. I'm not sure. Martinez got a pretty big hand on it. I thought perhaps he should save it. Cavani scored a customary late goal for Manchester United, although it's had no bearing on the game. But they get a penalty. I've no complaints with it. It was a penalty. But Ty, I, th- I think we should have had a penalty for the for the handball. If you're telling me that's a natural position, I mean, Matty Cash got one given away, given against us, sorry, against Man City away. I'm not really sure what, what's the difference. I don't think there is any difference. And I think it boils down to, you know, the, again, the, the, we've spoke about it in previous previous games, mate. It's the, it's the standard of refereeing for me. Um, I think it all depends on who's at Stockley Park. You know, in, in another game, that's given, you know. For, it sounded for like me. they looked at it for a long time as well. Why is the ref not even going to the screen? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more, dude. It, it's just, again, one of those things where everything's against us. And, I mean, yeah. The thing is, with 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 the Ollie penalty as well, it's he's running full pelt. What what do you want him to do? Do you want him to clatter Henderson and both of them get injured? Like, what do you want him to physically do? Like, there is contact there, and yeah, he has gone down a little bit early. Blien on the floor screaming penalty. He, he, no. If you watch him, anything, and then it's a booking. And the thing is, it's not just a, a booking. It's we've now got to go into another game. I mean. Thank you know, touch wood, thank goodness. We're you know, we're not going down to the last game of season again. But imagine if we was and then there's, you mm. know, four games left and we're up without Ollie Watkins. You know, it's just it's just one of those things that's just on un- it's not needed and I think it's poor refereeing. I mean, you're saying about the bingo card now, this potentially should have been three penalties in that game. The one that gets given is the Manchester United one, the two that don't get given the Villa ones, and then you get a, to compound it, you get a man sent off for one of them as well. It's just, I, honestly, as I've said, I, honestly, I, I, I'm not doing the preview next year or the review after. It's, it is pointless. Yeah, I don't know. I might even not join really you a question in that. there for you, to be honest. But I, I might even join you in that as well. You know what? Let's just put a complete another coverage blank blackout yeah. of United games. Because uh, it's just, it's always the same. We look like we're running around with our head on fire after the games because we're trying to make sense of 
not just one thing, not just two things, but usually multiple things against Manchester United. You know, it's 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 just it's like as if I just I don't know. It's it's not even a mental thing anymore. It's it's like as if it's a curse. It really is. It's like, and I can't I can't figure it out because there's no way of reasoning those four minutes whereby the penalty is given and then the and then Mason Greenwood with a, a tame shot just goes in at the at the near post. You know, that just doesn't happen. That doesn't happen to Villa against United in the opposite sense. But it always happens in one way. Why is it always one way traffic? There has to be a reason for it. And it's uh, you know you 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 change the teams, you change the manager, you change the setting, you change the the buoyancy, you know, you change the what happens prior to it. But all these things just always seem to happen every single time. And it's a uh, it's it's a study point. There's surely some mathematical or scientific reason for it. There just has to be. It can't be divine intervention every time Manchester United just put on what I would consider the the worst jerseys in Premier League history that they were wearing today, whenever they put those on against Aston Villa, you know, the United jersey, they just kick into this steeped-in-luck mode. Like, what is it? It's, And I should know, being from the land of the lucky leprechauns, but I have no idea what the hell. Maybe we just need more lucky leprechauns to go over and sit in the stands in Villa Park for a while. Maybe when we can get back in there, that will will change things up. But... uh I'm even talking nonsense now because I just can't make any sense of it. (laughs) I mean, this this show's come way too soon for me. I can feel my media career going down the toilet with my my reaction to this. I might not not even go to Villa Park for the game next year. It just feels like a complete complete waste of time. Let's try and review the game a little bit, Ty. Let's go back to the start. I thought for, for the first 10 minutes... I thought we not gave them too much respect, but I thought we were a bit over eager. I thought we pressed a little bit too much, and and they looked really dangerous. And I thought, whoa, this is this is the best Manchester United side there's been since since Fergie probably. That they, they look like they're heading in the right direction here. That they look dangerous. They've got some phenomenal players. We're in a little bit of trouble here, but we then kind of consolidated and, and grew into the game ourselves and picked our moments, started to attack at the right time. I mean, I felt like we were a team that loved defending again. In the first half, I didn't feel that way. In the second half, I felt like we hated defending. But in the, in the first half, you know, there was a lot of good signs. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you, with you more, Dan. Um, you know, Traore doing Traore things. You know, he was he was definitely lacking defensively. Uh, you could see that we were struggling down that right hand side. Um, they were pressing us down that side. They could they could see that that was where they could get through and create their chances. And you know, and then Bertie goes and does a. Uh, Bertie things and scores an absolute screamer, yeah, up. and uh, it's it's hard to reflect on, you know, to when you look at a scoreline and see you've lost three one, you know, and to think that you know you've watched a game and you think how have we come out of that and, and lost three one, you know, usually it's we have a bad first half and then we go into a second half a bit better um, after a good tallying off in the dressing room, but you know this time round I felt like we had a, a good first half and a you know. Uh, an absolute mare in the second half, you know, we are, I think we should have definitely come with, with, with at least a point out of that. Um, you know, I, I thought collectively as a team in the first half, apart from those first 10, 15 minutes, I thought everybody looked great. You know, I thought yeah, everybody looked, looked was, good. everybody was playing their part, you know, and there was a little part of me that was going through, do you know what? Maybe we're not that bad without Jack, but then, you know, when it falls apart and you don't have that Jack magic, that's where you start to see the, the crack show. And, you know, that that's why he's our captain at the end of the day, not just because, you know, he's a boyhood Villa fan, because of his work rate and his ability on the pitch is what motivates everybody else to do great things on the pitch. And, you know, that that's 
you know, that that's what we're missing on the field, you know, as much as we've got Mings, a vocal leader, you know, Jack does it in his actions, in, in everything that he does. And, you know, I, I think we're just desperate for him back now, 12 games without him, mate. You know, it's a third of a season. Yeah, he'll have hated but having to sit there and, and watch that game as well. The guy, the guy loves playing football. He wants to be playing. He wants to play in all the games, but he particularly wants to be playing in these big games against the best players in the Premier League. And he's a shame that he's been out for so long. Neil, we've done a lot of good work in that first half. And I think that's what probably makes the game so frustrating that in a mad four or five minutes, all that just gets forgotten and it, and it gets undone because the penalty is brainless. Mings should have done better for the, for the Greenwood term. Martinez perhaps should save it. And it's these things, these key, these key decisions in pivotal moments that will cost you. Yeah, the work, the first half work was fantastic. I thought a lot of places, Ross Barkley was playing more or less up as a second striker. I, once again, another thing that I need to get tattooed on me somewhere as well. I've said it so many times this year. Um, that's where he's probably best playing. Um, a couple of times there, we saw that the, the spacing between McGinn and 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 uh, Louise was quite good in the first half. I did think Louise was a small bit, um, a small bit open at times, but they've got a fantastic midfield. But what I saw, what I loved about what we did in the first half was Ross Barkley was interchanging between Fred and McTominay, and I genuinely forgot that McTominay was playing until about the 30th minute because he just couldn't get anything in the game. Um, to start off with, our wingers played okay. Yes, Bertrand Traore didn't track back an awful lot in the first half, and Luke Shaw kind of at his dinner running down that side um, quite a lot. And and f- in fairness to Luke Shaw, he's he's had a fantastic season, and you know it bodes well for for England. I think the form that he's in because he is a threat up and down that wing. And you know you take a look at him, and I know he's had some stick for maybe being a bit in the chunkier side, but he doesn't lack for effort when he goes up and down that 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 wing either. And he gave. You know, Bertrand Troy didn't track him a couple of times. He had a shot and, and Martin crossed in a couple of good balls. But I think all in all, um, we wrote our luck minute period in the first half, but we were comfortable enough. At one stage, um, a bit popped up on the screen uh, to say that over a 10-minute period, like we had nearly 70% possession. So we came to play and we did play against Manchester United for, for good periods of that first half. And we went in 1-0 up and, you know, that goal was absolute screamer and, uh, you know, you should really be uh, be capitalising on that. But I do feel that after we did score the goal, I was kind of hoping for half time to come because they were beginning to push at the end of that first half. And uh, they just they came out with the with their, you know, with their the, the work mentality in the second half. And we were a bit sluggish and we paid the price, you know, in the first 10 minutes of the second half, unfortunately. Yeah, I should have said this at the start. At the start, really, when we went back, actually, Ty, they they paid us an enormous amount of respect today with with the team that they picked. I thought they might rotate a couple, leave, leave a few players out. They pretty much went full tilt against us, and you can always tell when Man U uh, think they're going into a big game or a game that's going to be tough because McTominay and Fred will be the axes in front in front of the back four. They they paid us an incredible amount of respect today. Yeah, um, I mean, their schedule is I- manic. Yeah, and rightly so. I mean, uh, I mean, Ollie. I think Ollie came out and said, you know, I think they've got a triple game week this week. We, yeah, they have. game. So uh, I think he said that everybody isn't going to play um, in those uh, ninety minutes in all of those games. You know, everyone will get some form of rest. But the respect should have been given, you know, because of how we did against Everton. You know, we showed up against Everton and we sh- we showed that we can we can play without Jack on occasion. So. You know, I, I think the respect was warranted, and you know, was being one 0 up at halftime showed that we should have been shown respect because we had a really good first half. But then we just showed, you know, 
where our where our flaws are in the second, and you know that that's part of the problem when we concede a goal. When we concede a goal, the heads drop. You know, another one a... always comes. To, well, not always, but you know, because he didn't against Everton, but we concede, and invariably another one will come straight after that. That feels like something that's happened quite a lot this season. I can't put, I can't go back now and, and pick out a game. Maybe the Leeds home game is one that's just popped into my mind. But it yeah. feels like there's been a few games where once we concede one, another one comes after, and that's still a bit of a hangover from last season because that was something that that we did towards the back end of, of last season before it came yeah. good as well. Yeah, it's it's one of the, and I, I think we need to. It's it's the heads dropping, isn't it? You know, and you know it's easy to say, "Come on, lads, keep your head up." You know, but when you concede a sloppy penalty, when you've been, you know, in my opinion, the, the better team up until that point where we are one 0 up and they equalise, I think we, we we've got a we've got a snap out of that mentality that you know the, the game's over. I, I think that's you know a problem that as soon as they scored one, I knew that we weren't going to win that game. I knew it wasn't finishing one-one. You know, it gave them the confidence that they that they needed, and uh, it took the confidence that you know that we had. So, yeah, I'll be honest. You know, as much as I hate to say it, when you're playing against Man United, which somehow seemed to be our bogey team. I mean, obviously, you know, they they were they were the better side. Uh, they have got a better side. You know, they're in second place for a reason. Um, but after it had gone one-one, mate, I knew that it was curtains. We weren't winning that mm. game. Yeah, I, mean, I don't want to go over the goals again, again, Neil. But so let's go to the the penalty that that I think we should have had. Can you, can you explain the handball rule to him? Do you do you know it? I mean, does anyone know it? That, that <laughs> you would in another game that pen does get given. You could probably something that could happen in the next game that's on Sky and the, the people VAR they might give you. There's just zero consistency whatsoever. Yeah. Um... It always helps when you're wearing a United kit, though. Mm, you know, yeah. that, that, that do, you always think, helps. do you honestly think they would have got it? If that had been a Villa player making a handball, do you think they would have got it? Um, well, we I know do. that Manchester teams get penalties because you've, you've said it, Matty Cash gave away a penalty for something very similar. Like, point-blank range, ball hits his hand. They deemed it in an unnatural position. Yeah. Mason yeah. Greenwood's unnatural position for his hand, point-blank range. Sky did absolutely everything to justify the fact that it wasn't given. They barely showed a, a replay of it, and they were economical enough with their angles. And, you know, I wonder, is there some situation whereby, because we haven't seen it an awful lot this year, we saw probably a bit more last year, that while the phase of play is still going on, VAR have very rarely said to the ref, hey, that's a penalty, and he's blown it up and given the penalty during a phase of play. It hasn't happened for ages, yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering if... Bertrand Troy had the ball there at one stage when that game was going on. I wonder if he just boots it out of play. Do VAR go to the ref? Come here, have a look at this, please, and and, and see what you think. Because it, it is a handball, and I know he's he's very close, but I can, I can we can find you five or six different uh, you know instances of precedent whereby these have been given. So, you know... Some of them given by VAR too, so it's just it's one of those things whereby there are the like we've all looked for clarity of rules, and I'd say it again, we've all looked for clarity of rules and clarity of situations and and standardisation of the way penalties are given, but we just can't even get it with VAR. So I'm just failing to see what the hell VAR brings in instances like that, and you know even the fact that uh, this uh, the commentators say VAR are looking into it. That gives you hope, and you just know it's not yeah. going to be given. So it just kind of you annoys you even more. I didn't need any more hope. You know, on, yeah, a, I, on the I back of that one, um, Neil, I think the stat of that referee, I think, so with that game included, I think he's refed them seven times this season, and they won six, and the other one was the Manchester Derby at 0-0. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, so he's, they've had pens as well, haven't they? I remember saying before the game. Yeah, 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 I think so. But and he's, from, he's from Manchester, he's from Manchester. So he's not going to be a Man United fan, is he? So, you know, if he was from London, I'd probably be more worried of him being a Man United fan as opposed to being from Manchester. So, uh, but yeah, it's, I've, it's I've, I've got no. I've got no issue with the first with their pen, no issue at all. I think it's yeah. a stonewall penalty, so the ref doesn't need to go to the screen. But does the yeah. ref not not need to go to the screen for for something that's quite ambiguous like that? It's down to interpretation, isn't it? So should the ref not be getting told? Oh, you might want to have a look at that because it, you could argue his hand isn't in a natural position. It's his hand. You should probably come and have a look at this, see what you think. The final decision should be down to the referee, not, not to the. I said dickheads in Stockley Park. I'm gonna stick with it. The dickheads in Stockley Park. Yeah, it should be looked at, mate. It 100% should be looked at. Um, I mean, the thing is, if, if VAR have spent that much time looking at it, they should even be the, saying... Even the Watkins one? Even the Watkins one? Yeah. Look, there, there is contact. Why is, yeah. why is... I presume VAR looked at that. I don't know. They, they must have. But Rex should be going to look at that because you're sending a player off and you're missing the next game. So that's a, ah. it's a, pretty, it's a critical decision. The problem here is, though... They will stand over the clear and obvious error piece now. But not before. But now in every instance. It is pointless, isn't it? It, honestly, it, is, it is just pointless. pointless. We shouldn't even be doing this show because we're not going to have to make sense of it. We need, we, we, need to, we need to get producer Adam to title this one VAR controversy. Uh. <laughs> just, just title it pointless. Honestly, it might as well be an episode of pointless. Oh, I, I'm can't get my head around some of the stuff that you, that you see in a game and the, that you see in other games. Well, it's not just Villa. You see it in, in all games, but obviously I don't, I don't care as much when it, when it happens to other, to other teams. But it just feels like something that, again, it could have been it could have been a good day for us. could have been if a couple of critical decisions go our way, perhaps we've, we've drawn the game 3-3, you know, and it's just annoying. And I'm sick of, as I say, most years of my life, just losing to Manchester United at home and that just being the standard. No questions there again for either of you. I'm just ready. <laughs> no, I, feel, I feel like this is. A, I feel like this is two of your mates giving you a therapy session in this one, yeah, Dan. I, I mean, I've, lying down. This is an intervention. I mean, between me and Neil, we've done a fair few shows here over the last few years, and I, I think this is probably the most stressed I've ever seen you, Dan. And to be fair, it's the only thing making me smile because, like, my mood would be all over the gaff if I weren't doing the podcast. But you, I'll be Gosh. honest, mate, you've cheered me up. Well, that's good. I'm useful for something. I honestly feel like my, my head is going to explode. I said to you before we can't go to bed. I'm just going to go to bed after this. I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm too upset. I'm, t- I'm too annoyed. I don't know why I even get my hopes up, though, because that we before in all the previews I did and, and everything, I went on the Villa Talks podcast, obviously did the Villa View match preview as well. You can list the guys at home to Manchester United, our pay own goal in, in, the, in the last minute, 2-0 up in the cup. I think Van Nistelrooy comes on and, score, and scores a couple, 2-0 up under Julio. Makeda comes and scores his customary goal against us. We draw, we draw two two. The Man U fans piling on the pitch like they have done every year of my life, pretty much. You know, we just can't get it right against them. It is like a home game for him. Is it twice in sixteen years? Was it ninety five and two thousand nine? We've only beat them in like the yeah, last. Yeah, and one of them was at Old Trafford. The, the yeah. Gabby head. The Gabby head. Is that one nil? Yeah. Yeah, it's my second year as a season ticket holder. That was when we last beat them. I mean, Ian, Ian Tyler scored that day. Ian Tyler could have. A full head of hair if he wanted at that point. That's how long ago it was we beat them at Villa Park. The it's Gabby mad. header, the Gabby header, I remember. I just have to get in a flashback to it now. When that happened, I was working that day and I was only just flicking in and out. I had it on the radio. And then afterwards, I went, right, going down to the pub tonight now to rub it in United fans' faces. And I went into the pub and I wasn't out of order. All I was doing was said, about time we bloody beat you. But they were getting seriously wound up. And the barman then turns around to me and goes, come here, if you're going to keep on winding him up, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. I, mean, I, did, I just did you tell him that. about the record? Like, did you tell him about it? 
this is yeah. Well, uh, he was yeah. So it, saying this only happens once every hundred years, Philip. Exactly, exactly. I can't yeah. believe I can't believe we won the Coca Cola Cup against him in '94. Honestly, I, 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 that that blows my mind that we that we managed to do that. Oh, it's mm. Staggering. What is going on? This show's completely lost it. Is there anything else you want to talk about in the game? Here, there's some good, well, one good piece of news is it's just gone full time in the women's super league, and Aston Villa have saved that for relegation. Yeah, they That's drew a lot. Yeah, that is that is important. They they really needed that. It would have been a disaster to go down after the, after the money spent on that on that side mm-hmm. of things in the in the summer. So that's a positive thing. Hopefully they can go the way of the men's team and just stay up, and then have a big go next year and and, and consolidate. Because yeah, that that's massive. That that has cheered me up. That that is good news. Shout out to, to the Villa women's team because that's a that's a, was it, what was the score? Was it was it nil nil? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And Marcus Bignat was like he was nominated for coach was a coach of the month last month. He's you know they've they've had some really good uh, good results recently, so fair play to them. And you know they've they've stayed in the league against the odds, really. I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I did I did say the man, the manager of the month thing. I think they only won one game, so to, to be nominated for manager of the month after, after, after one win felt quite kind to me. But he, they've done the job and they've got over the line, and that that's a great thing. What's Dean Smith saying? Ollie Watkins has got sent off for a second yellow. There's no way the referee can tell me. I can't, I can't read my eyes. That's not good. He's, he's no convinced he hasn't been touched. I just don't understand the decision making of the officials, and more importantly, at Stockley Park. Yeah, he's got a fair point. Exactly what we've exactly said. What we're saying. I mean, the, the the juggling balls have been out in full force today, haven't they, in Stockley Park, and, and with the referee, it's just mad. It's just mad. It's just maddening. Like you just. I just so I so want to beat these guys. I mean, maybe we're saving it for when the fans are, are back in, but we just can't do. It. We can't do it. And, if you just lose to moments of quality, and fair enough, Cavani, to be fair, all the time's gone. Cavani's goal at the, at the end, to be fair, it's, it's, it's a nice head, a nice bit of movement. He's, he's a very good player. You know, if you lose to a bit of quality, you can take it. But to not get the decisions, then get the decisions, and to, to give away bad goals, I think that's what rank. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, and, and the thing is that, you know, the talking points for the game would be magnificent Manchester United, you know, and the fact that they've lost only the second the, the second least amount of games all year and they were absolutely fantastic against like the context of the game gets lost very, very quickly. And that's the narrative that like four weeks three weeks ago, was it only three weeks ago we were talking about like this club well actually like even last week we're talking about this club getting games uh the, their fans getting games postponed. You know, mm. Premier League hasn't said a dicky bird about that other than they rescheduled it. And then Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has the gall to come out and say, this is completely unfair against us. He, do, he What does he want people to do? Move the whole league back, a, uh, move the whole the whole European calendar back a week for him. I just don't understand that. They're a club of, um, you know, oh, I'll just, I'll stop there because I'll just alienate every single Man United sporting um, colleague, friend or, or acquaintance. Yeah, yeah, I'll probably, they'll revoke my passport. That's the that's what I'm afraid of if I if I continue to slag my United. But uh no, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. Another positive is another positive is because I can see it here and on the on the screen is Barbers are opening again in Ireland. Uh, and, I thought you were gonna say about Matty Target that that's popular apparently Matty Target's getting a lot a lot of love in the in the comments. Again, I thought he was up he was absolutely flawless. <laughs> he's, he's brilliant and people t- people talk Some about that, I'm sure. He's been as consistent as Luke Shaw. Maybe not as productive yeah. going forward because he's not playing for Manchester United, but you know what, Target was yeah. brilliant again today. Um, I think I, th- I think I seen in a off topic of Matty Target. I think it's in a stat um, as well that Man United have been one 0 down more than one 0 up this season. Yeah, you know, yeah to, to say they're second in the league, you know, just to show you that they they play better when they're one behind. And yeah, they love you know, it, don't they? I can't get enough yeah. of it. 
Yeah, they do. But back onto uh, back onto Matty Target. I mean, for me, hundred percent most improved player on last season, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, he's uh, the the contract extension. You know, is a, a sign of intent from the from the owners. You know, when you're looking at the long term of things, you know, it, it shows that, that their message is widespread across the club. You know, and to to see in the contracts, you know, just shows that you know we're, we're still heading in the right direction. Yeah. Although, you know, we haven't continued the form we did at the start of this season. Um, what does that say, Dan? I can't see that. I mean, I've got a question while we're Max Stokes Twitter again put up on the Villa Viewer. That's an absolutely outrageous decision from the producer. <laughs> but he does he, do, he does raise a, a valid point. I think he's very unfortunate actually that Luke Shaw's yeah. come back into form because Matt Target's probably I'd say is the next in line of left backs. If anything happens to Chilwell or, or Shaw, which obviously I don't, I don't wish that on anyone before the Euros, I think Southgate would have seen enough of Matt Target now to, to be able to trust him and think, yeah, he could play a part in, in, in the Euros. If anything happens to either of them, I think he'll be in because I think he's the, the next best English left back at the moment. Sure, um, sure had to had to get the full mate after they bought Alex Tellers. You know, Solskjaer made it clear that Alex Tellers is a quality left back. You know, I know mm-hmm. he's he's come from he's come from abroad, but you know, he, he uh He's a quality left back. He didn't come to sit on the bench, I don't think. Neither do I, mate. I mean, I don't think he'll last long there, but, you know, I think Shaw needed that for a kick up the backside, you know, so fair play to him that he's found his form when he's coming because if there's a time to do it, it's a time when you've got competition on your heels. Yeah, I should say I'm not. I'm not knocking Manchester United today for anything. Although I'm I'm annoyed. It's not really an annoyance at Manchester United. It's more of a bit of an annoyance at Villa's little mini capitulation and and also at the officiating and the inconsistency, but Manchester United, they're they're heading in the right direction. I think I think they're they're completely going the right way. And over the last few years, I've not really I've looked at it and thought oh, I'm not sure what, what they're doing here. I'm not sure what they're trying to be. I think now you see them under Solskjaer, you can you can see there's visible progress. And I think they'll two or three more players in, and they'll be real contenders next year up there to, to challenge for the title again. Agreed. Yeah, and I think they will go and they will spend regardless because uh, you know I think a lot of teams will see that. Uh, you know, like Liverpool did it last year, it's very hard to sustain it over two years now in the Premier League. So, Man City might be in a bit of a down year next year. No, Aguero or Fernandinho will be a year older. You know, they, this year, an awful lot they've relied on their defence to keep them in, in games. So, maybe teams like United, Chelsea might see, might see a small bit of blood in the water with that Man City team. If they go, they could, uh, they could, um, you know, strengthen a small bit more and maybe have a crack at the top. I suppose, kind of like ourselves, the way we're looking at teams there in the middle of the pack, the likes of Everton, the likes of Spurs, you know, I would say that Dean Smith smells a bit of, bit of blood in the water with with teams yeah. like that and says, look, we could leap, leapfrog these teams. And look, for all, Leeds are, 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 are just like, they just won't go away. You know, they keep on, Stuart Dallas just seems to turn into... Bloody, I don't know, Roberto Carlos oh, every time he steps tell in. Tell you what, when that, when, when that guy's on my fantasy football bench, he can't, he can't <laughs> wait to score. When he's in my team, he doesn't want to know. But when he's on, when he's my last choice sub, he decides to absolutely come along. <laughs> just, just Stuart Dallas. Let's get that league table up again, please. Adam, because we're still really, I mean, eighth is achievable. It's, it's looking unlikely with Everton, obviously, even having a game in hand on it, even us, the game in hand king. So you'd, you'd think they're probably going to get eighth. They've got Everton. Obviously, though, we, uh, obviously we've, got, still, we've, we've still got, got to play them. Yeah, we've still got to play them again. Yeah, but I, you'd, you'd look at that and think they're probably going to do it, you know. But eighth, ninth is, is still achievable. 
at this point of the season, which after 34 games, I think, again, I don't like harping on about it, but if you'd have told anyone last season that this would this would be the case, we'd have absolutely snapped your hand, hand off for it. So there's still a chance to end the season well. Today is really, really frustrating. There's been other frustrating games as well, none more so than today for me. I've, I've really taken this defeat really badly, but it was still, you know, there's still a chance of eight, still a chance of ninth, still a chance to turn around and say at the end of the season, that's a, a really, really strong season for Aston Villa, and we're going to go and have a good go next season. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's go oh. before I explode. Well, unless you've got a good point to make here now. No, I got. I was just trying to fill the time saying, and you know me, when, when transfer time comes up, you oh, know me, the transfers are yeah. coming in. That's all I was going to say there. The Villa Abuse uh, Chief Scout, I'm looking forward to doing some transfer shows with you over the over the summer now. Yeah. Let's go, because as I said, I think I'm getting as red as Manchester United's home shirt but by the by the end of this. I, this has been a, a, a disgraceful performance from myself. Quick mention for Purity. Before we go, you can get 10% off your order at Purity Ale. I mean, they're going to have to send me some emergency stock, I think, and get it couriered over to me right now because I'm absolutely seething. But use the code hashtag Villaview and you'll get 10% off. Don't forget to like this video and also you can subscribe to us on YouTube with your post notifications on. Give us some love in the comments as well if you have enjoyed the show. Thanks to Ty. Thanks to Neil. We'll be back at some point next week. Where are we playing Thursday? So it'll probably be a preview around Tuesday or Wednesday and hopefully I'll have calmed down a little bit. And there'll also be the post-match point on Thursday as well after the Everton game. Have a good rest of the weekend. Up the Villa. Up the Villa. Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.